Welcome to our podcast, where we talk about everything there is to talk about from the LGBTQIA plus 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 lens from across two places in Southeast Asia. I'm O for Obrigado. I don't know why I say that. And I'm D for Delicious. And this is Queer from the Streets. Right. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome back, M. For those of you who may not have heard an earlier episode, M is my, well, was <laughs> at that time my work wife because we work together. Um, currently not my work wife because we no longer work together, but we are still, we are still queer platonic wives. Um, yes. Funny story. We're still soul bonded. We're still soul bonded. Um, and yeah, Em is, is my friend, uh, my soul bonded queer platonic wife. Uh, we've caused a bit of confusion. So like right now, I'm living with Em. Um, we... Are you guys dating? No, I'm kidding. I know you're not. <laughs> I, well, that has been the question of a few people because like, so... Yeah, and we're we're gonna get into this in into the in the episode the, this uh, in this episode. But M M is married to a man, yeah. Yeah. and um and he's currently not in the same country. He's like he's left, and um. But I'm I was living with them before he left, and now like it's just me and M, mm-hmm. and like after he left, I started sleeping in the same bedroom as M yes. because. <laughs> She was like, I don't want to sleep alone. Like I'm like I'm right? Like it was you who was like, I don't want to sleep. Yeah, because I, I kind of have trouble falling asleep when like it's just it's I, I have I have a deep seated fear of being alone. Okay, so... okay. Back up, let's back up. Let's let's unpack all that was said. <laughs> so I'll be the audience surrogate here. So number one, so you both don't work together anymore? What happened there? Oh, I just, um, so I've quit my job, um, uh-huh. and I'm heading off to the UK. Right. Um, where your husband is, I assume. Yes, where my husband is, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to, uh, start a master's in mm. creative writing, so. Awesome, congrats. Yeah. How is that going to work? As in, like, is it remote learning, like, in the UK, or is it physical learning? Because um, of COVID. I think that people are back in classes now. Apparently, it's just, like, they've just given up on <laughs> having i mean like the the restrictions are just like kind of non-existent and Mm. in terms of in terms of people wearing masks and stuff it's quite it's quite lax yeah um so uh, it's kind of quote unquote back to normal i don't like that term but like yeah yeah it's kind of back to normal there um so yeah i'm gonna be in class i'm gonna be working on a novel awesome um yeah so, second question: You got married recently, or ha- have you always been married since our last episode? Um. So yeah, I actually got married in twenty seventeen. Ah, okay. I didn't realize um, that. Right. Okay. Yes, and it was kind of a um. In some ways, it was kind of like a marriage of convenience because, mm-hmm. like, um, obviously, my my husband and I are like from different countries, and at the mm-hmm. time, I mean. It's got, it's actually proven to be quite invaluable during COVID because um, a lot of people who are you know who are partners but are not like legally like married or have a kind of legal relationship with each other have been you know unable to meet up or like to be in the mm-hmm. same place at the same time due to like visa issues and stuff like that. So 
um, we kind of got married with that in mind, like kind of aware of the fact that because we're from two different countries, mm-hmm. we would probably need, like, we, we would probably benefit from having some kind of like legal recognition got it, to got it. our relationship. And I mean, like, obviously, that's like something we can get into as well. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And last question. Okay. Is the uh, duvet hoarder? Because I feel like she is. <laughs> Um, I am the hoarder. <laughs> right, you are. All oh, right, right, right. Interesting. I, I the, interesting. I, I'm the blanket puller. Mm. Do you have and, separate duvets or just one duvet that you share together at the moment? You know, can we get uh, some intel? We <laughs> explain the duvet situation. <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, there is one duvet. Um, I also have a weighted blanket, which like I hadn't been really ah. using. Um, for those of you who don't know, a weighted blanket is just like, it's like a heavy blanket. And if you have trouble sleeping, you have anxiety, it can be helpful to like use that. It it feels like, it's basically, yeah, it's like a, a heavy blanket and it makes you feel more calm. Mm. Um, and I just hadn't been using it because it is quite warm. So it's sometimes not always comfortable in Malaysia. Um, but <laughs> the last two nights I used it. And I just, like, went to sleep immediately. Like, I have a lot of trouble falling asleep. But, like, I used the weighted blanket and I I fell asleep right away. And I also started snoring. Like, we've been sharing the same bed for a few weeks now. Like, at least two, three weeks. And I've never snored. But, like, the last two nights, I was snoring. And, like, both the first time, like, I woke up. I I just went into a, a very deep sleep. I woke up at six something and M wasn't in the room. And I was like, where did she go? And I was like um and it, it it like it turned out like i've been snoring so she went to sleep in the in the guest room <laughs> because she was like i can't do this and then i did yes. it again the it's, next it's night because my dad snores like really loudly so i was like mm. i feel like and it's not that it was like really like he was snoring super loudly it was just that any snoring kind of like it activates my inner child gets gets like activated and I'm like oh I can't handle this I feel like my dad's in the room so I just had to leave I had to go to the other room to, to sleep so it was fine we wanted to have M on the podcast today because um, in her in the other episode yeah like she introduced herself as um she identifies as bisexual and her pronouns are she, her. And she, yeah, as we mentioned, she is in a straight relationship. She's married to a straight man. Um, yes. And I wanted to talk about, like, because I think I think M's coming in story is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, like, we, we don't talk as much about um, queer people who are in straight relationships in general, I think. And so I thought it would be, like, an interesting conversation oh do you have like questions or like yeah well, maybe em do you want to give us a primer on what bisexuality means to you perhaps for because I, I i i would imagine that there is a spectrum within a spectrum in the bisexuality uh term right like i mean as a gay man myself yeah. you know when i talked when, when i was thinking about it this morning it's like you know what does it mean to be gay what does it mean to be lesbian what does it mean to be bisexual i feel like even within our own um sort of communities within the lgbt there's different wavelengths there's different um spectrum so i it would be interesting to get to 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 get a definition from at least your perspective of what it means to be bisexual yeah that's like that's a really good question i've actually never been asked that before like even in 
kind of like my personal life but Mm -hmm. I think for me um the point where I kind of realized or I kind of started identifying with like this the label of like being bisexual is when I realized that I could like fall devastatingly in love with both men and women Mm -hmm. um and I think like that like for me I think a lot in terms of like sexuality, like obviously it's in the word like sex, right? Like it's a mm. kind of a part of it that I think people think about a lot. And like the, you know, that that's obviously like a huge part of um, kind of coming to terms with your, your, your sexuality and like the people that you're attracted to. But I think for me, um, and I can talk about this a bit in terms of like my, you know, like my, my, kind of self-discovery process like I think I became sexual like at quite a a, a late age compared to maybe some people and also um I mean trigger warning for sexual assault but my first sexual experience was actually non-consensual and I think that affected my it it affected my kind of understanding of my own sexuality very Mm -hmm. much and and that was very confusing for me to kind of work through not just in terms of like you know um my attraction to women but like my attraction to men was quite i think it was quite confusing for me as well because of that experience but then i think there was a point um and i was already in a relationship with my husband at this point Mm. where i kind of realized that um i mean basically i was like am i falling in love with someone else and this person was like a woman and mm-hmm. she was a friend of mine. And I think that was a really like, it, it was it was kind of an important moment because I think that part of like being a good partner at the time was to realize that like, I was crossing kind of an emotional boundary and it wasn't just that like, you know, me and this girl were like really good friends. We were like gal pals, you know, like I was like, I am actually kind of like emotionally falling for another person and like if I'm going to like continue my relationship with with my husband who at the time like I think we had you know we were kind of we we were already planning to kind of get married but again it was more of a logistical thing for us Mm -hmm. and our relationship we've been dating for quite a few years at that point but um it was it was also kind of a stressful time in our relationship and I think like I can see a future where like I I could have left him to be with this this woman that I was Mm -hmm. like yeah that I had kind of basically fallen in love with yeah and I think that that was kind of the point where I realized that yeah like I I'm not heterosexual because yeah the feelings I'm having for this for this woman are are just not like regular friend feelings yeah so this was fairly recent then I would imagine within the last decade if my time oh yeah correct. It's, yeah it's within the last five years it's it was right. quite recent so it i i think like for me that was um yeah i've i think like kind of finding your your sexuality like in your i i kind of felt like i was like growing into it at a late age like finding mm-hmm. my sexual you know like kind of coming in as bisexual in like my mid-20s or like early to mid-20s um, but when I think about it, it's actually not that late in life, you know, like being in your 20s, you're still pretty young. Mm. Um, but I think like compared to most kind of 
mainstream narratives around around queerness yep. I think yeah like it it's kind of it, it is a bit unusual so I think I was a bit confused myself as well like I wasn't quite sure I didn't really have the like the the kind of um that many narratives to yeah to, I um, think yeah. yeah, you're right. I think, like, the mainstream narrative is always like, oh, you know, you always know when you're young. Like, that's I'm a very classical case in, in that regard. Where mm-hmm. I know I, I've said on the pod before, I think maybe in the first episode, that I kind of knew I was gay since I was, like, maybe eight or nine. Um, and so, you know, this and, and being someone that's always, at least up till now, has always been attracted sexually to the same gender or one gender, um, it, it always fascinates me on how, um, you know, when I hear stories like that, I saying people who, I would say late in life, but, you know, uh, somewhere within the 20s and 30s, and you're not the first person that I've, I've heard this happen to. Like, I've got a couple of friends who recently have also, you know, um, discovered their bisexuality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's, 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 it's fascinating for me to, to hear because it's not something I've, personal experience so it's, it's very out of the box for me I suppose um, and, and, and maybe this is a question to D because D you've um, identified as queer on the pod right yeah um, but... and we've, we've not really kind of unpacked your sexual attraction do you want to talk about that a bit more does it relate to this episode you think yeah sure uh, yeah so I think initially when I was younger I identified as bisexual as mm-hmm. well um and like my I, I think I have been boy like I was boy crazy from like a very young age like I mm-hmm. I like had crushes on boys love like, <laughs> oh my god yeah Em is like you're a love addict it's true I am kind of mm. a love addict um a romance addict um and so yeah like She's I a was cancer y'all what can we say <laughs> yes oh is that a thing yes I mean, is it... oh, okay. too Just many saying. fucking feelings <laughs> um but yeah, so like I, um, yeah, I've been I've been boy crazy. I was boy crazy at a very young age, and like had crushes and wanted to kiss boys at a very young age. Um, and then when I was a teenager, when I was like, I would say, sixteen is when I had a crush on a girl, um, and I I I wanted her. It was very clear to me. I wanted her to be my girlfriend. I. Um, you know, I thought she was hot. I was attracted to her personality. I thought she was very cool. And, and yeah, and like, that's also like when I had my first kiss and it was with, um, another girl, but it was with a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in, in retrospect, like, like I've talked to this person, um, about it now that we're adults, like, like this, this person considers me like an ex, like, even though we weren't like, officially in a relationship I think our emotional connection was very strong and you know I mean we did make out a few times um so like yeah she considers as a relationship when you're 16 yeah basically getting married (laughs) yeah so I mean yeah we were very close we spent a lot of time together and and like we made out and um and yeah she was my first the first person I ever kissed um Mm. but that yeah and so when I was younger you know, I didn't have, like, my understanding of gender was very binary. It was like, oh, like, there are men and there are women. And, like, I, the only label that that made sense at the time was bisexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I've chosen to identify as queer because I think I'm attracted to, yes, men and women, but I'm also attracted to like non-binary people um I have dated someone non-binary um 
and and like so basically like I'm open to to dating my attraction I think is open to all genders basically and and for a while I think I was like I mean I've mo- I've talked about this too like I've mostly dated men mm-hmm. um but I and and I think to some extent my attraction does skew more towards men but I think that some of that is maybe my own internalized um you know just like fear of of being a queer person like as i've become more accepting of myself as a queer person i think mm-hmm. that my attraction to people who are not men has like increased mm-hmm. um i i think like for a long time i would say i was i could be sexually attracted to women but not necessarily able to picture myself in a relationship and i think that's definitely just related to like my own fears about like being out as a queer person so like i think i just had a mental block like i just couldn't see myself with with a woman in a relationship like a long-term relationship and mm. um but now you know i i have dated women and i have been in a you know i've had a girlfriend and and yeah so yeah like i i, I so yeah but I, I i like you know i think i think especially for women um, there are studies about how like women's sexuality is more fluid and like is yeah it's mm-hmm. just like it just can change more over time yeah it's interesting that you say that you know i think do, do we think that the term bisexuality is maybe a bit outdated now as in like because the term bisexual means that you're attracted to people who are, like you said, on the binary scale, right? So it's men and women. Yeah. So that's bi, right? So it, anything in between, if you're attracted to any, anyone um, who's not within this, who, is, who doesn't identify as man or woman, then does that mean you're bisexual? Or does it mean you're pansexual? Like, you know, wh- wh- where's the line being drawn here? Like, are there any lines? Like, I, I don't know. This is an yeah. interesting question that... I think... Maybe I guess... bisexuality is a term that should just be, you know... I mean, I don't know. Is, is, should we update what it means to be bisexual? Because I mean, as I was looking through all the different sexual spectrum, like, you know, nowadays it's like Eros, there's Ace, there's Demisexual, there's Sapiosexual, mm-hmm. Pansexual. I mean, the list goes on and on and yeah. on, right? So it's almost like bisexual is this, like, catch-all term that maybe shouldn't exist anymore. I don't know. That's um, my I, two cents. Go ahead, M. Um, I think the thing about... The, so, I mean, I kind of relate to what Dean's saying in the sense of like I think that as my own like I think as my own understanding of like my gender expression has also evolved I mm-hmm. definitely kind of I can definitely see myself like I mean I hope that <laughs> I hope that my husband and I do stay together for you know if not the rest of our lives then quite a long time because I mean like I do love him a lot but like in the event that if we ever did break up um, I could definitely see myself dating someone who is, you know, gender non-conforming or like mm-hmm. non-binary. Um, but I think that has been more a reflection of like my own coming to terms with my own gender expression and mm-hmm. like and coming to terms with like kind of not fitting into a certain mold of femininity or like or even ex- embracing kind of like more kind of you know masculine aspects of myself and my expression. But like. I think that the term bisexual is like 
the reason why I think people are very protective of it. I wouldn't necessarily say I am. Like, I, I'm happy to call myself, like, queer as well. Um, but I think that there is a kind of political element to why it's a, it's kind of a touchy subject to be like, should we get rid of the term? Because it, it I think there is a lot of biphobia, like, in the queer community. And mm-hmm. there is... And I think because, like, yeah, biphobia does challenge, in, I mean, like, bisexuality in some ways, like, the idea of it does challenge, like, it, it does challenge the idea of, like, the gender binary in some ways, too, or, like, the idea that, like, you have to just, like, pick one kind of person to be attracted yeah. to. Um, so I think that for that reason, like, there's a long kind of political history behind it of why people, like, do kind of want to hold on to the term but i i'm also of the mind that like if the term no longer serves or like yeah if we kind of want to move beyond the binary which i think is like where Mm. like the you know politically speaking like like queer movements are moving towards like around the world now which i really i'm i'm really all for that i think that yeah maybe that maybe someday it, it will be retired as a term but I think at the moment it's still it's still kind of like it still has a political value, I guess. Um, I don't know, Dee. What do you think about it? I think um, I've heard some people define bisexuality in a more expansive way. I forget like the specific ways they do it, but like um, basically, like some I think some bisexual people don't rule out dating non-binary people, or like their attraction does include non-binary folks. So. Um, it is not necessarily like for some yeah like it is I think it's it is definitely a spectrum of how people experience that too like their bisexuality like some people um, you know for them it does include it doesn't just mean that they have to date like a, a woman or a man or like mm-hmm. their attraction is to both men and women like it, it can be more expansive than that so I think I think people are also like re- like reimagining what bisexuality means. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that it needs to be retired, but maybe we need to like understand that it's not so black and white as like a person is is attracted to to men and women. Like that, yeah. it can be more expensive and like you know uh, like yeah, basically that 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 like um, that that bisexuality doesn't have to be so rigid um and and i think we should make space for that so yeah i think i think like we're like the queer community and is 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 like like i think right now um understand like re sort of like reimagining some of the things that we've taken for granted as true or like the truth or facts or whatever (laughs) um so yeah i i think that like yeah i think i think the term bisexuality is still useful for some people and like um it means different things to different people so yeah i like i like that you like yeah asked um em about that and like um what was i gonna say um i yeah so i wanted to touch a bit about this this biphobia and also Mm -hmm. like you know it's really interesting i feel like bisexuality has been it's something that people both straight and queer people have a fear around. I feel like there are these like tropes of the dangerous bisexual. Um, It's, it's like. What is that? What trope is that? Like, do you want to explain it a bit? Like, I think in media, in like the, the portrayal of like people who are bisexual 
um it's it, it like it, it paints bisexual people as like as dangerous as people who are like out of control as greedy i think there's a lot of mm. um yeah okay stuff. i'm i'm gonna make like a very like <laughs> i'm gonna make a reference that is going to like reveal that i'm i'm a trash person but okay. um if anyone's watched rent the musical or the movie i have rent, not i have not um Basically, yeah. there's a character in Rent called Maureen, and she's, like, she's bi, and she, um, there's, like, this whole song called The Tango Maureen, I hate myself, but it's called, like, The Tango Maureen, which is basically all about how she, like, compulsively, like, cheats on her partners, she, like, and, like, she, so it's, like, this, it's, like, her current girlfriend singing to her ex-boyfriend about, like, how she's just this, like, yeah, she's just this, like, completely out of control, like, horn dog who compulsively, like, cheats on people and is, like, really narcissistic. But, like, but she's also kind of this object of desire that, like, both of them kind of want to control or, like, like pin down, kind of, but, like, they kind of can't. So, like, I think, like, Maureen is quite a stereotypical, like, you know, kind of depiction of what people think of when they think of, like, yeah, that dangerous bisexual character. It's, like, someone who's just, you know, kind of reckless and, like, and, and yeah, like, who can't decide, who's, like, impulsive, who is, like, selfish um, and, and like, disloyal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, think that's, those are the stereotypes. Th- that's quite different because from my, you know, when I, when I first came across the, the, the notion of bisexuality, it's always, as a, obviously as a gay man, right? Like, the, the, the lens that I, I understood bisexuality from was, and in the media as well, in real life, is that bisexuality is always um, a front that gay men, a, a gay man would use, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, instead of being in the, because they're in the closet, right? That they would rather... Mm-hmm outwardly portray themselves as being attracted to women for society's graces but at the end um, on, of the night then they'll go back to a man so that and, and, and that has always been my understanding at least you know until you know in my 20s uh, you know up to my 20s I always kind of viewed that as oh okay that bisexual is an easier way of being gay or it's uh, a mm. way to be gay uh, when you're not out of the closet um, I mean, that's been kind of, you know, in the, in, in, in the movies that we watch, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm sure there's a few, I can't, no, no names come to mind. Um, that's always been kind of my take on what it means to be bisexual in a gay man's context, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I was thinking about it this morning, it's like, when, when was the first time I, I, I came across the term bisexual? And it's, this is going to be really trashy as well. But do you guys watch Sex in the City? Yeah. There's this, oh, there, yes. there's this one episode where I think I think it was Carrie or Samantha. I can't remember Carrie, which one. It's it was Carrie, Carrie right? Yeah. The worst sex therapist. Yes. The worst sex writer in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We say that bisexuality you know, is not like, a thing, you know, like pick a lane yeah. or some shit like that. Right? And that, that I think that, you know, carried a lot of damage to mm-hmm. um, the way the mainstream media viewed bisexuality for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like it that's a pretty common trope as well. Like the idea that bisexual people again, it's like going to this idea about dangerous bisexuals, they're liars, like they're tricking people, whether straight or gay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think straight women may sometimes if they're with a bisexual man, they may feel 
like this anxiety that like oh he's actually just gay Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. he's just like doing like he claims to be bisexual because he wants as you said like he wants like an easier way to be gay Mm -hmm. um and a similar thing is like present i think within queer women like who you know like like say lesbians um you know i think have disdain for bisexual women too because they're like oh you're just like they don't trust bisexual women basically they're like you're just gonna leave me for a man you Mm. know i think that is like a Mm. lot of um yeah that's definitely very present amongst like queer women who are only attracted to other women they like don't trust bisexual women because they're like yeah you're just like you have the option of leaving me from a man, which is quote unquote easier to be. Um, so there's, yeah. So I think it's like, by, by, biphobia is real. And it's like, it's, 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 yeah, it's like not just limited to it's straight people viewing bisexual people that way. Um, like queer people too, yeah. like, like have biphobia towards um, to bisexual people. So yeah, I would say that, that, yeah, that the, the bisexuality has, been like a threatening um presence and and, but i just want to say like for anyone listening my dream man is a bisexual man like (laughs) why do you Um, think that is let's unpack that a bit yeah let's unpack that (laughs) (laughs) because my ideal threesome is like me and two men i i really like watching men have sex and men be sex like Like, gay porn um, gay porn I don't I don't watch gay porn, but I do You should. <laughs> Maybe I should. Um... So um just going back on biphobia, have you experienced this in real life? Um, I would say that I have I haven't because I think I've been very I mean, this is part of, like, I think the privilege of being in a straight relationship as a bi person, which is, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to kind of be, like, you know, quote-unquote out, like, yeah, in my day-to-day life. And I think because of that, I do have the privilege to kind of be selective in who I disclose, like, my sexuality to. And, um, I mean, I'm not, like, like, I'm not really out to my family. I'm not really, like... Um, I have no social media presence. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not really like, kind of, I guess like, a well, like, I don't have like a really like a public persona where people would know this about me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think because of that, it's been, it's been, it's been like, fine. I've not had any experiences with my phobia at all. Um, to the people that I've been around. But again, I think that this is like, a, this is like, this is like the aspect of like you know being bisexual that I think I think a lot of biphobia is kind of like there there is a kind of resentment or like an anger towards this privilege that bi people have and especially when they are in straight relationships that Mm -hmm. I think does get expressed as a kind of like in this kind of yeah like biphobic manner but it really is just a kind of sense of oh it's unfair which it is like you know like obviously it is really unfair that as a bi person in a straight relationship, you you can, I mean, like I said, to go back to the legal kind of marriage stuff, mm. like, I think about that a lot because, um, like, my, my husband and I are, I'm very keenly aware of the fact that, like, without this, like, 
piece of paper that's like legislated by the state and like mediated by the state like we would you know we would especially during this COVID time where like so many families have been separated yeah um I felt really grateful but also I think that the the sadness of like knowing that if I was like in a relationship with a woman or someone who's like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I couldn't legally kind of have this relationship with it, it. You know, we probably would be separated for like maybe even a year or like I mean we're yeah. almost up to two years since the pandemic started. Yeah. So it's it's I've been thinking a lot about that, um, and I think that there's obviously a lot of pain around that. You know, yeah. for for queer people who don't have that privilege and never and may not be able to imagine a world where they could have that privilege, especially yeah. in this region. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that got, does get like kind of directed at by people because we're, we're, we're kind of like a lightning rod, you know, mm. we, we have that privilege, but obviously it's like, it's the system itself. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think a lot about like, yeah, how, how, I mean, God. Yeah. Um, I think, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Do you think it's a privilege or do you think it's a double edged sword? Because it's almost like what D said earlier about people thinking bisexual people, you know, there's always a way out, quote unquote. There is an easier choice to be with um, the opposite sex, which is where in this region it's recognized by governments, right? So do, do you think that's a privilege or do you think that's a double edged sword? That personally, not from. The, the the eyes of society like from your own personal point of view honestly speaking like i i think it is a privilege and the reason mm-hmm. i mean the reason why is like ultimately you know like yeah they're like stigma i think is i i, I it actually kind of ties back to i think a lot of my thoughts around like mental illness and stuff like that because i think that like stigma is really horrible but the reason why stigma or like stereotypes and prejudice are horrible is because they have impacts on real life, you know, kind of on, on like politics, basically on like your, your kind of your access to healthcare, your access to like, yeah, to, to travel, mm-hmm. to movement. Yeah. And I think that fundamentally speaking, I think it would be quite, it would be quite disingenuous for me to not say that like I'm privileged for being able to have so many more like, material benefits in being mm-hmm. in a straight relationship and and being able to have my my love for a man like legally recognized i think that that is a hundred percent a privilege and right. like and like even if people judge me for it ultimately like from my perspective it's like well i mean it, you know anyone can judge me for anything but i still do have the ability to go and like you know to get married so it's like it's kind yeah. of like i think it'd be a bit shit for me to be like well you know, things are pretty hard for me too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. like people are mean online or whatever. But like I do think that where the um the kind of double edged sword feeling kind of comes about is just like um I, I don't think it's like I, I think it's kind of this idea of like or maybe not the double edged sword thing, but more like um I think being in a bisexual like being in a straight relationship as a bisexual person has made me think a lot about a lot about love and a lot about choice and like yeah how much can we like choose to kind of be with the people that we are with Mm -hmm. and um 
how much like agency do we have kind of like in our relationships and like what what are like the relationship dynamics that we take as kind of um we take as normal or like stereotypical and then like how are they challenged by kind of looking at them like in this kind of non-heterosexual way or like like against like the norms of like a cishet kind of relationship model um mm-hmm. yeah I, I i mean that's kind of more what i've been i've been grappling with internally it's not so much like external pressure i guess to say it's more like my own internal understanding of yeah. myself and like my own internal kind of um questioning of my identity because uh, because like i said i don't really have i'm not like public enough i think with my sexuality where external pressure is like a concern for me but i'm also like i overthink things and i'm a writer so it's all like internal quandaries i guess if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm Because there is this um, phenomenon called bi erasure, right? Which I, you know, I was looking into it this morning. And uh, are you guys familiar with that that terminology? Yeah, that that's actually what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because I think yeah, because like when I, I mean when I spoke earlier about um, the double edge sword, I suppose in my mind it's about you know you know on one side you have the privilege, but on the other side it's kind of like you know um, I are you do you feel that you're being ostracized by the LGBT community in itself because you have this privilege? You know, like, how yeah. do you then relate to a community that, you know, has, you know, the letter B in it, you know, is that just for show? Um, And, you know, how, how does that relate to your internal emotions of, you know, being, having, quote unquote, you know, both feet in both worlds, I suppose, which is, you know, I think that that's where I was trying to get at with the double-edged mm. sword thing. Um, But I mean, it would be great to get um your, your point of view on that. Yeah, so I guess... um. Maybe we need to define what bi erasure is first. D, do you have yeah. a, a a definition on on hand? Um, I mean, I would say that like it's just like when I think when people think of like you know when some like of queerness, they have like the more binary ideas of what that is, right? Like, oh yeah, gay men, lesbian women. Um, and then, you know, like, more recently, people, I like, can recognize trans people, but that's a gender identity, and then trans people yeah. may be gay or bi or straight. Which um, a lot of people don't understand. Like, a lot of people come up to me and be like, I don't understand trans people and what they want. And I'm like, it's a gender, exp- you know, it's a gender identity, but then, like, how does that relate to sex? I'm like, it's two different things. It's very hard for people to demarcate the two. And, and honestly, a lot of time, it's it's intermingled, but that's another part, that's another episode, sorry. Yeah. Go on, go on. Um, yeah, and then like the idea that like bisexuality exists is just like I think not most of the time not on people's minds. Um, it, it, it's just like it's it's I think very absent, especially like positive ideas of bisexuality are mm-hmm. you know really absent. Um, but I think one thing I want so like yeah I've I've dated men so I've been in straight relationships my my longest relationships have been with in with men and 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 I've so yeah my longest relationships have been straight relationships um and I and the thing I struggled with especially the last kind of serious relationship I was in with a man it it coincided with me wanting to explore my queerness and my sexuality I was like you know, this this was like when I was in grad school overseas, and I I sort of felt like 
um, this was my last chance to 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 before I came back to Malaysia to explore my queerness I just at the time just couldn't imagine being queer in Malaysia like I just didn't have that many queer friends in Malaysia um and so on and so I remember being like while I'm in this straight relationship people just assume that I must be straight right like and I think everybody just assumes when they see a man and a woman together that both of them must be heterosexual which is also part of bi erasure right like not Mm -hmm understanding that that people's sexuality may be more um fluid or yeah less less binary um but yeah I, I mean for me like when I was in straight relationships I really and I know a lot of of bi women who feel this way um that that their queerness gets erased and they don't feel like they have a place in the queer community um, they're maybe not as welcome in queer spaces as a as 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 a queer woman in a in a straight relationship. So I don't know, mm. M, if you felt that or like you struggle with that. Um, I I think I do struggle with the kind of, and I think this is part of the kind of um, the sense of having come out a bit later in life and come having come out like in a straight relationship with someone that I. I want to be with, like, for, I mean, it's corny, but I do want to be with him for, like, the rest of my life. I love him a lot, and he's laughing because she, she knows him. <laughs> and she's <laughs> also his friend and likes him, right, B? Yes, yes. I mean, to this? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I, I somehow doubt he will, but, like, um, <laughs> but, yes, I do love M's husband. Like, he's a very dear friend. He's, like, my little brother. Um, also, <laughs> this is like my mom, like I am very close to to M's husband and um, and and like we spend time together without M around. And it's like, you know, I, I, I just like I'm not interested in him in a romantic way. Um, but because my mother is a straight woman and like I don't think really... I don't know. She just like doesn't understand. Like all her her close friends are women, and I all my my dad doesn't really have a lot of friends, unfortunately. But the few like close friends he does spend a lot of time with are men, and in her mind, that I think it's not really possible for men and women to spend time together platonically a lot. And like that was one time when I told her I was going to go to the movies with. M's husband and she like kind of freaked out and she was like you know D you shouldn't spend too much time with other people's husbands and I was like what the fuck I was like it's really not like that and she was like she went on and told me about like how one of her friends (laughs) like you know um basically like had her husband stolen by her friend who who she allowed her word allowed to spend so much time with her husband so yeah um uh, fun fact (laughs) yeah i kind of want to get into that like a little bit like i i think into that issue that question of like like yeah relationships like how how like me coming to terms with like my bisexuality has actually really changed the way that i view like friendship and relationships in general like regardless of like 
like sexuality. Um, but I think that in in terms of the biracial thing, um, just to finish up that point, um, you know, my husband and I, we got together when we were quite young. Like I started dating him when I was 19 um, and I'm 27 now. So we've been together for a very long time. And um, I'm sorry, I just feel really old right now. <laughs> Dee, can we just... <laughs> Can we just end this podcast right now? Let's just, let's just leave recording. That was <laughs> Leave you recording. Leave recording. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Before um, I have my mental breakdown. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, I wasn't really in, like, that many... Like, I would say I'm not really in, like, serious relationships before mm-hmm. I met him. And um, I definitely wasn't in any, like, queer relationships. Um, I, you know, so I think that has always been a bit of a... That's something that I've I've definitely felt insecure about, regard like, regarding my own bi-identity. Like, mm. am I, you know, am I a legitimate, like, queer person if I've never, like, been in, in a you know, romantic, like, a full-on romantic and, like, sexual relationship with, like, a woman or, like, with a non, a person who's not a man. Um, I, I've definitely kind of struggled with that, but I think, um, I don't know, like, I guess it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, I guess, like, in the past year, I think, like, part of me has also accepted that that's just, like, my story and, you know, not everybody, not everybody, like, gets the chance to, like, do everything they want to do in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think kind of looking at it in that way has, has kind of helped, and just being, like, yeah, I think it would have been really nice if I had a chance to, like, be in relationships with women, and especially, like, I think that there were women, like, I knew um, when I was younger who I I would have definitely, like, if, if we had had the chance, like, you know, it would have been nice to, like, be with them in a more romantic way. But, like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't possible at the time for whatever reason. Like, you know, I was, like, not, I, I wasn't able to, like, accept my sexuality at the time. Like, I was struggling with other things. I was dealing with, like, family stuff. Like, I just had too many other things on my plate to be working through that part of my identity. And I think that's okay. Like, you know, mm. it's, it's not... Yeah, it's 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 not like anyone's fault or anything like that. Like, and I I kind of forgive myself for it, I guess. Like, I mean, I think this was my struggle too in like accepting my queerness. Like, I was like, I, um, you know, if I haven't been in a relationship with a woman, if I haven't had sex with a woman, does it mean that I'm actually queer? Like, I really had that struggle like mm. a few years ago. Like. You know, but it's like, oh, like, if you stopped having sex tomorrow for, like, a period of whatever time, like, it doesn't mean that you're not gay. Like, it just, yeah. <laughs> you're not having sex, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel I'm like... Re-virginizing, you're re- <laughs> I'm re-virginizing. You're re-virginizing. You're getting ready. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I started dating someone now, but that's another topic for another Yes, episode. I know. This, 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 <laughs> the, that happened. I was, like, you know, always been, like... I know. We like this, suddenly, in this bubble. Like, yes. Right, just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this seems suddenly, interesting. This <laughs> this person popped up on his Insta stories, and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what? Hey, going he on? looks pretty good, right? I mean, he, he is very cute. Pot, so. He is very cute. See, babe, I told you you're mm-hmm. cute. 
yeah he is but I was like excuse me what (laughs) when did this happen how do I not know um anyway yeah yeah I I I also and I feel like I don't know I think it's because there's this concept of compulsory heterosexuality Mm -hmm. where like um heterosexuality is the default but i think that women really get socialized into this idea Mm. that they have to be straight which is why i think like because i just think like gay men don't like even when if they are closeted they are more there's less i don't know there's there's less of an idea that just because they're not having sex with men it doesn't mean they're not gay you know Yeah. yeah but i think it's actually quite common for queer women to question like whether their sexuality is real because they haven't had a romantic or sexual relationship with an with with another woman um i i mm. think that's see i feel like that's a very common narrative and trope and so yeah but i i think like something i told M like when we were talking about this is like you know i think that yeah like your queerness doesn't rely on you having sex like yeah ace people for example are queer and like they yeah. don't have sex like part of their like sexuality is that they don't need to or desire sex with other people and like Mm -hmm. um and like i think that you know like your queerness doesn't like mean that you have like it's it's like not less valid just because you're not in a relationship with somebody who isn't a straight man and like and there are other ways of relating to queer people right like i think for me like i mean i haven't been in very successful queer relationships um i would say that the last person i dated who was a woman was like pretty shit um yes <laughs> yes and was witness to me like being very sad about this person who was mm. not the nicest um but i think the most valuable thing for me and like the way that i have really felt able to explore my queerness and like identify as a queer person is my queer community like I think mm-hmm. I had that in the U.S. like um, all my friends in, basically in the U.S. and the places I felt the safest were around like other queer people and like in in Malaysia too like when I first came back I felt like oh I didn't know that many queer people but that has changed and I would say that most of my friends in Malaysia right now the ones who I'm closest to are all queer people and um you know if I actually like pre-COVID like if I actually went out dancing and stuff like it was only to queer nights you know Mm. um so I built like a queer life around me that doesn't necessarily center around romance and sex but it's like it's still queer you know um and and yeah like I think that that we need to like decenter like um, sex as the only way that queer people relate to each other I think queer mm. friendship is super important I mean I think the fact that we are as close and as soul bonded as we are is queer like you know M and I like I I think I've been looking for a friendship like this my whole life like I was telling her this recently like I, I feel like growing up like I have I have a sibling um, I have a younger sibling but like we're not very close we don't have anything in common and I think like <laughs> from the time that I was really young, I always felt like kind of lonely. And I think that I was always looking for a friendship where someone really, really got me like in all these different important ways. And I I think I have, and including my, especially now, I think my, like someone understanding my queer identity is super important. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if I would be able to have this level of friendship um, 
that we have if you were straight, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel so too because I think that like, I mean, so I think that the most, the most important thing for me in terms of like finding my, like, like kind of coming into my identity as like a bisexual or like a queer woman is really like this idea of like transforming the idea of what we see as relationships, what we see as like valid forms of love and affection. Um, and the, the thing I was telling Dee about the other day that I think kind of inspired her to kind of do this for the, like, invite me on for the podcast is, like, it really transformed, like, my relationship to how, um, my, my relationship to my husband and, like, how I saw his relationships and to women especially. Like, I, I am quite a jealous person. Like, I used to be very jealous um, especially at the start of our relationship when we, when we were first dating. Um, and I used to get really upset that, like, the majority of his friends were women. And, like, he he would, you know, he'd be like, I really like hanging out with girls. Like, I don't really have that many guy friends. Like, And he would be very affectionate with his female friends in a way that felt very, like, it felt wrong to me um, because I was like, there's got to be something going on. Like, it's it's impossible that, like, you know... They yeah. can just have this like platonic relationship. Um, and then what happened when I had this kind of like, well, I mean, I had kind of already at the time when I met this 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 girl and like became very close to her um, around in 2017, I had already kind of knew that I was like sexually attracted to women, but I think I just wrote it off as in like, oh, you know, like who isn't like, who, who isn't sexually attracted to women? Women are beautiful. They're queens. They're goddesses. But then I think when I actually, you know, had this, like, I, I, I found myself really falling for her. I kind of had to reevaluate, like, everything I knew about what is kind of normal in relationships as well as, like, what are the boundaries in a relationship. Because I was like, I think I've broken, I've kind of broken a boundary here, even though I've not, like, I didn't have sex with her. I didn't, like you know, we were not, like, physically intimate, but emotionally, like, we had gone kind of beyond what I would say was, like, appropriate. And what and I would right. have been very upset if, like, my husband had had that kind of relationship emotionally with another woman. And I think because of that, I, it really made me reevaluate kind of his relationships with his girlfriends because I'd be like, well, I mean, the way that he treats them is, like, as a really good friend, you know, and, like... I have lots of really good friends who are women, like for mm -hmm. example, D, and who are who have the potential to be sexually attracted to me, and I have the potential to be sexually attracted to them because we're both like bisexual. But like, does that mean that we like can't be friends because we like might have sex with each other? Like, so it actually just made me reevaluate all that and about this idea of like what constitutes as like a relationship and how do we we actually have a lot more choice i think when when you kind of like accept the idea of like queerness in relationships you have a lot more choice to kind of play around in the ways that you build communities and the ways that you like interact with people because i think this idea of like oh men and women can't be friends because they just they're just gonna have sex with each other is a very like compact it's a very like heterosexual way of thinking right like it's very yeah. much this idea of like you know, and it feeds into a lot of these, like, kind of stereotypes around, like, 
oh, guys, like, can't control themselves, you know, they're always, like, gonna, like, want to have sex with, like, a sexually available woman, or, like, women can't choose, you know, like, if, if a guy is, like, into her, she'll just, like, go along with it or something, like, it's, it's a very much, like, this, it, there's actually kind of a lot of these underlying stereotypes and assumptions that go into what we consider to be normal in relationships, so I, I had to unlearn and deprogram a lot of that in regards to my my own like like kind of straight relationship with my husband because because of my own like kind of developing understanding of my own queerness I had to like unlearn how like you know that yeah like if I can be friends with women and have really great amazing platonic relationships with women and not have it be crossing a boundary where like it's like hurting my my romantic relationships and there is a possibility that I could have sex with this person like because of that, I had to reevaluate his relationships to his, like, kind of friends as well. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, why should it be any different that he, you know, it's it's a good thing that he has, like, these really intimate relationships with women in his life. And he can, he can build those relationships without it being, like, sexual or romantic. So I think that's been the biggest part of, like, my journey with queerness. It's, like, reevaluating my own biases, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what we'd like to do in the last portion is, you know, do you have any advice for anyone out there who's maybe struggling with their bisexuality, uh, who's, you know, maybe, you know, going through some of the feelings that you were going through maybe five years ago? Um, What would you say to him or her or they or them? You know, I think what I would say is just like, I I think to echo the ever-wise D, I think it really is about community, Um, I think as I have found my, you know, my own queer community and like, you know, become like more open with the people around me about my queerness and like being able to talk about it in this very frank and, you know, um, honest way, it has helped my own self-identity so much. And I think that, you know, like I, like D often says this, this thing about how like, you know, queerness like saved her life and Mm. I really believe that like I I mean I feel this the exact same way like I think that like you know kind of fine it's not just about like you know accepting your own queerness but like seeing it reflected in others around you and seeing like that there are so many ways to be happy and to be queer and to like be in both like you know in straight relationships as well as like you know, lesbian or gay relationships if you are bisexual, knowing other bisexual people, hearing about their experiences, their struggles, it truly, like, it, it it's, I think that's, like, really the step towards, like, self-acceptance is, like, doing that, mm. you know, finding that community. Um, so I would really, you know, if, if anyone is kind of, like, questioning or, like, struggling with any aspect of, struggling with this aspect of their identity, I'd say, like, you know, try and find trusted people to talk to about it. And, like, you you will start the journey of, like, self-discovery just by doing that. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks, Yeah, Anne. great. Yeah, for thanks, Anne, for and being in a blanket under an hour. 
Yes, I'm really sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, please, please get out. But I'll stay here until the the photo is taken. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll probably use this photo on Instagram. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, D, why don't uh, we wrap up and then I'll speak to you soon. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Sam. Speak soon. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.